Hi. When I think about my experience living under the regime of the Islamic Republic, I see myself affected by it in many ways, but two stick out more than the others. First of all, economically, Iran has been in a decline few other countries have seen to this day, with inflation rates of 300 to 1,000% compared to 10 years ago, 15 years ago, while salaries have not improved, which leads to an insane increase in poverty and the gradual vanishing of the middle class. The income of a person is usually so incredibly low it leaves no room for savings, for doing fun stuff, entertainment, you know, travel, let alone buy a car, a house, get married, or become independent in general. I've been working for nearly six years in the media, and my wage has never been over $200 per month, which is an insane rate when you compare it to famous journalists and editors and writers on, you know, other countries in the globe. And... While this is happening, costs have become more and more from basic needs like doctors and um, travel and uh, transportation, better say, let alone uh, food and entertainment and all those things. It's just insane considering everything. Now... While I'm grateful to be part of a family that can live through these tough times, many have been affected, from my friends to people I see in the streets. These economical conditions have been very, very tough for them all. There are so many kids working the streets for just a bit of money to go on every night. If you go to the intersections, you can see them selling flowers or fortune papers. And a lot of people have lost their home. Addiction runs amok among the youth, and life, expen- life expectancy might be the lowest due to all of these. Which leads me to the second way IR has had a heavy toll on my life, and that's the emotional part. I've been on medication due to stress and depression disorders for nearly five years. I suffer from social anxiety and have spent a lot of time in therapy trying to overcome these issues, which some still remain to this day and some may, you know, get heightened due to all the tensions and all of these events happening. A lot of time it feels hopeless to go on and see through all of this, but I've pulled through for now. And the thing is, I'm a man. I barely fathom what women of my country go through, which was what started this whole ordeal in the first place. You know, when I go to therapy, I see a lot of patients there who are women. And that's obviously is not a good sign. I mean, my mother has suffered from depression for a majority of her adult life and has grappled with it without even telling us anything. Iranian 
Iranian women have gone through a lot during history, from educational social segregation to misogyny and sexual assaults and misconducts. They suffered so much, they still will until these tyrannical lunatics are removed from their position of power and true equality is set among us all. Now, I don't know if I'll live to see those days because it's not just about them, it's about the culture too. But I hope to be there when it happens. Because what a wonderful world such world would be. For women, life, liberty. Well, hello everyone and welcome to chapter 94 of The Last Thoughts of a Busy Mind. Still in the L-U-O uh, season, you heard one of my friends talk at the beginning and we will get to that. This uh, episode is named People Couldn't Believe What I'd Become which is a part of the lyrics of Viva La Vida by Coldplay. Uh, the person who you've heard the voice of at the beginning um, wanted me to reference that song, and I did. Uh, my drink today is uh, some aloe vera flavored thing. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> As you might have guessed, um, things are not that better in Iran. There have been some major stuff happening. The World Cup started, which obviously the Iranian football team, I don't know much about football, so I'm not going to comment on it, was uh, utterly humiliated. And to actually, be, uh, not surprised, to the delight of uh, people in Iran because they believe the Iranian team is not actually Iranian team but the Islamic Republic's team because of their, well, benevolent is one way to say it, but I'm going to use another word, cruel and heartless attitude towards the people of Iran. Some people saying what's happening in Iran is not of our concern. We are just footballers. But, you know, you're still human, you fucking assholes. And um, the... Okay, the... Oh, sorry. The cinema union in Iran, which is called Honey Cinema, House of Cinema, said that they will stop working with the Iranian TV. Which, I mean, they don't really have that much power, but it is as at least good that they decided to say something and in general it's just not been a very pleasant week um, but let's talk about another aspect of it which um, in the passing weeks in the past three weeks we talked about a lot of the cultural aspects of uh, living under oppression living under the rule of uh, Islamic Republic and the cultural uh, desires of the people who are now doing well I, I can no longer call it anything else other than it is a revolution this is a revolution happening and well those stuff are great and we will come back to that but there is another aspect that you should know as my friend said 
there has been a lot of inflation. And I know right now a lot of people probably, especially in the West, are probably going to say everywhere is an inflation. And you're right, everywhere does have a cost of living crisis. But what you should know, our cost of living crisis started around 2009. <laughs> Actually, the high inflation rate was in 2019 and 2018, which, again, not very good when you realize that you, you've just had the cost of living crisis and we've been having it for the last four or five years. And um, it is it is just monstrously uh, demoralizing and dehumanizing. You don't have to go far in order to understand the mental anguish of living in Iran. The show you're listening to in its 94 uh, chapter is just a huge list of all the mental problems of one person in Iran who is, like my friend said, a man. I'm a man in Iran, and I'm a... I'm of a relatively well-off class, uh, so yeah, even when I have these mental problems and these mental anguishes, you cannot imagine the pressure that other people are under, especially women in Iran, especially religious minorities, because even though I'm not a very religious person, I'm not a religious minority, I'm not an ethnic minority either, I'm from I am half Persian, half Turk, which means uh, I am of the more um, ethnic majority, I think is a better way of saying it, because, well, the Persians are probably the majority in Iran, and so you might imagine, and I was born in Esfahan, which is kind of a a rich city, which has a lot of amenities, and then I came to Tehran, which is the big city with all the amenities, all the things in Iran are gathered into this one capital. So yeah, I'm not an ethnic minority, I'm not a religious minority, I'm not a woman, and um, up until very recently, I wasn't even an activist. I don't, I don't consider myself an activist right now either, I'm just a guy that is talking finally for the first time. So yeah, uh, you can imagine the ec- economic pressure on these groups who already had the mental pressure of being oppressed constantly by a system like the Islamic Republic is backbreaking, if not completely destructive. Uh, there is this, I'm not going to call it misconception, there is this generalization about the big movements in Iran because this one is not the first big movement that we had of protest revolution movement um there there were some in the 1990s a more famous one being Kuyadanishka which was a brutal crackdown on uh, university students who were just protesting they attacked them beat them and downright killed them um, then there is the 2009, which was more a democratic uh, protest. People were saying that our votes for the um, then candidate was stolen and given to then President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. But the thing is that at the time there were still people who say that the Islamic Republic is legitimate. We're just having problem with its democratic aspect. Um, <laughs> you naive kids. <laughs> 
And that's the big one. Like that's the one a lot of people already talk about, already discussed, already compared this one to. Like when you listen to people, they say that like Tehran needs to rise up. They when they say that, they usually mean it needs to go back to what it was in two thousand and nine. Which, I mean, different circumstances, just different everything. And at the time, the Islamic Republic, and I'm not giving, saying this as giving credit to them, not at all. I'm just saying that, uh, so you know the understanding, was relatively toothless. They didn't kill as much kids. They have killed 55 kids in the past 60 days. In 2009, there was one major accident that became the face of the movement which was the Nedar Sultan's murder right now we have tens and hundreds of Nedar Sultans just happening every day in Iran so yeah times are different they have become more brutal more oppressive and honestly this time it's different because this time we are not talking about we have the we believe the legitimacy of Islamic Republic we just have problems with the uh, democratic part of it. This time the goal is the uprooting of the Islamic Republic itself. And then in 2019 the bloody November happened, um, and it some say it was a continuation of 2017. But the goal is that both of those were started with. Uh, economic desires like uh, the 2019 happened after a rise in fuel prices and 2017 was a rise in um, food uh, prices so yeah it sort of happened like that but now in 2022 all of these are together as as i said at, at some point, the economic pressure will just kill some people. There are people under the poverty line who just cannot leave. As my friend said, you can't go in the street without a myriad of kids just begging for food. So yeah, you can imagine that in a in a country where the um, well governmentally sanctioned people are having much easier times because they are connected to the government. And so you can imagine with that, there is mental anguish. And with mental anguish, there is usually a few other ways you can show it. Um, in this time, there is actually a huge amount of it on the shoulders of Islamic Republic. You might say, well, the cost of living is high in everywhere. And you're right, but you have to realize the cost of living in Iran is a direct result of a lot of mismanagement from higher-ups in the government. The, in the times of Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, they mismanaged the oil, uh, the money they got from the oil, and there is rampant corruption. There are um, places in this country where it's just obvious that you have to pay more in order because... The corruption is so widespread and so accepted that you just know you're going to have to pay more. You want to have your stuff done. You want to have your, for example, um, one of the recent ones, you want to have your degree uh, translated on time for your stuff. Well, you better be ready to kick up a few more bucks uh, just because, you know, 
otherwise it's gonna take a long time i mean the proper uh, procedure doesn't really take that much time but you know we can make it take that long unless you're willing to pay us a few more bucks and that us is from the district manager to down to the clerk at the till so yeah as i said when corruption is that rampant well first of all the bureaucracy is uh inherently awful like i don't really have a lot of love for bureaucracy dealing with it but when it happens like this when there is a widespread of corruption you can imagine if you don't have that extra few bucks to kick it up and your only way is going to the slow procedure that again doesn't need to be that slow as covid um made it uh, show you can imagine the disenchantment you feel with that system so yeah disenchantment is very important by the way not the show the feeling because when that happens you look for alternatives you look for ways to add one of that is uh, the thing that a lot of my friends have been saying in the past four weeks. People just leave. People leave Iran. I have so many friends outside of Iran as they are inside of Iran. And it's... It's... I don't blame them. And I don't... And I actually am happy for all of them who left. That they don't have to stay here and deal with the Islamic Republic. Because... It is not easy. Even if you want to talk about culturally, again, we will go back to the cultural stuff because those are still the bigger problems. But right now, you have to realize, even if you are part of this system, you're a devout Muslim, you're a traditionalist, you're a conservative, you're still economically fucked unless you're connected to the system. And in that case, it doesn't matter if you're a conservative religious traditionalist it means that you have a piece of shit because at that point your hand is literally washed with blood i don't have to tell you that um, in a hard right country like iran the workers compensation is abysmal there aren't any unions there aren't any well welfare for the workers it is a high problem that I'm sure there are more people more qualified than me to talk about it, but just I'm saying go ahead and listen to them. Because it is abysmal. And this is where I'm going to say, like, as I said, even if you culturally are aligned with the Islamic Republic, economically, you're getting fucked. And that is getting even worse and worse. Because right now, yeah, there is a global problem there was a global pandemic there is a war in the europe and both of those are affecting um prices both in fuel food and everything and we here see the prices rise by the day there's a 1000 percent inflation rate so yeah um this is another phases of the living under oppression that i think was important to talk about and i thank my friends for bringing it up as usual, um, I'm as I'm recording this, I do have internet, but everything is up in the air. I don't know if I'm going to have one tomorrow. So I'm recording this at 12.40 p.m., by the way. Really cutting it late, but as usual. 
If nothing happens, I will see you all next week if I have internet. But if I do not have, please be our voice.